Welcome to Hollow Bone Podcast. I'm Bird. Hey, I'm Henry. Today we're going to be discussing the topic, or the question rather, what do you know? And we wanted to kick off this episode with a quote by Don Miguel Ruiz, who we are both very big fans of. And this comes from the Toltec Art of Life and Death, which is a fantastic book. It's the best one. It really is the best one. All the things you've learned in school and everything you think you understand about life comes from knowledge and it isn't truth. We can just stop there. Yeah. We're done? End episode. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, so the question, what do I know? That's a really interesting one to sit with. And in many ways, it's almost like the the very first, like the place to start even. Mm-hmm. Like if you can't get past, or if you can't get to a point of admitting like that I don't know anything, mm-hmm. like what hope do you have of realizing truth or waking up or whatever you want to call it. But knowledge is such an interesting one, I I think, really for so many people, because there's, like, two different ways that we can think about, like, defining the word knowledge. There's, like, an exterior knowledge or, you know, like, scientific knowledge, like, stuff that we consider true... Spiritual knowledge. Spiritual knowledge or stuff that we consider true from, like, a factual, logical Mm -hmm. perspective, And then there's also, like, a lived knowledge of, like, okay, this is based on my past experiences, based on my conditioning and beliefs. Like, this is the way that I understand, that my mind understands life to work. And, like, this is the way that I move through the world. Where, you know, like, what, you know, when, when we're talking about the question of what do I know, like, that's such a foundational place to start. And I know for somebody like me who came from a very intellectual background, like intellectual household, very science-based everything, like that question was very destabilizing in my process of just like a really, and took a really deep level of honesty. And it like, it requires a deep level of honesty around like, what what do I actually know? Not not what, what does my mind think that it knows, mm. but like, what do I actually no yeah yeah that's a good way to kind of clear the decks and set the stage for um for death um yeah i think that you know like the there's these fundamental open questions um and i think maybe before at least in my own process i think like before there was a what is me or who am I? Like before that question was asked, like it, it started in the place of what do I know for certain? Because it almost seems like until, until you've like really destabilized all platforms, it's very easy to just go, go along under the premise of, um, illusion identity Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so and the things that you think that you know make up your identity that you portray to the world and this can be everything from uh 
your political ideologies, your um, intellectual prowess, you know, all of these different ways that, that we try to project a character onto the world. And until there is a questioning of every single one of those things, the real work can't even begin. So this is definitely something that kind of sets the stage to destabilize the the beliefs that are taking up residence in your mind. Yeah. And it's almost like the, the first question, because it's like, it's only through that recognition or like the the intellect like an intellectual understanding of like oh I don't actually know anything or like what who I think I am like is really just a conglomeration of like my past experiences my conditioning beliefs that I've picked up opinions that I have created through you know interacting with other individuals or things that I've kind of absorbed from other people like knowledge or like facts that I that I think um, mm. the that I think reality operates under, and, and it's like through that destabilizing that we're able to really turn that magnifying glass, or at least for me, like that I was able to really turn that magnifying glass inward, and because I realized that none of my beliefs, nothing that I held as me was actually who I was that like I was able to then go go in and like begin that real negation process of like digging them up. Yeah. But it's not until like there's an understanding that none of that is actually what you are that like there really is even a a reason or like a conscious like a purpose or like a meaningfulness around like digging those things up. Yeah. I think it's kind of like a at least in my uh, experience, that was like a grenade yeah. that I kind of p- pulled the pin myself and then just held. But when it really set in, like when I... This this invitation is not to like basically tell anybody, your uh, your beliefs aren't true or, you know, these, these different things. Like what... The, all of these things are kind of like an invitation to something that you can take inside and work it through because when you really not just take something and and like try to go from a to z but like you go letter by letter down the way and you unearth every single last thing about who or like what you the uh you would take as that you know and that you've been projecting outward when it really sets in that there that you have never had an original thought yeah that shit destable like it it basically like cracks the foundation yeah and then that crack is where you dive into yeah to start asking like the yeah. open questions yeah. what and is really me? really what happens i think when when a mind hears you have never had an original thought like you what you think you are isn't true like what a mind does is like kind of instinctually like defense but i think like i know for me in my own process there's even in moments where like i heard truth you know truth can't be spoken but people 
who had an embodied experience of truth speaking to it, you know, there even even in the moments where that was like immediate like mind coming online and being like, I don't like this, that sounds arrogant, whatever it is. I think there was something for me like deeper than that mm. that was like sit and listen. Mm. Sit and like there's something here. There's something here. There's something here. And I think that really speaks to also I think like perhaps an experience of like enlightened beings, whatever you want to call it, like people who have an embodied experience of truth. Like there's something, if, you, if you're able to like see a video of them or like there's something about like the way they speak, the way they move that like feels very natural and alluring. But then there's moments of like some of the shit that is said that it's like, like an assault yeah. against a mind and an ego. And it's like being able to in those early stages have have a level of discernment of there's something here there's something here there's something intriguing here let me dive into that I know like for me was like a really big part of my own process was like that discernment of like and almost that like innate curiosity of just like I just this impulse to like keep going keep going keep yeah. going keep going further down further down to be honest if you find yourself in front of a a teacher who is giving you soft flowery things if there's not a full frontal assault with the person that you believe yourself to be that's a waste of time yeah you know what i mean like you're essentially like going to be spinning in circles yeah and there's so many beautiful ways that this shows up and i understand that there may be you know there's a deep wisdom to like you you catch more flies with honey i get that but inevitably what is going to be called for is something that isn't going to feel good yeah yeah and i think like with it's interesting how i think with the internet today and like the way that platforms like YouTube and like things like that operate is that it's really easy for people to just like take clips of like a a spiritual teaching that like reaffirms an idea that they have but it's really not doing it justice because most of those most teachers who are like worth their weight have moments where they are ruthless and if you dig hard enough you find them so I think like that really speaks to the potential and I don't want to say danger, but like if you've asked yourself in your heart of hearts what you want and the answer you come back with is truth, in that case, like the danger of an echo chamber, mm. of spending your time listening to a teaching or spending your time around people that reaffirm who you already think you are and like the things in your life that you are attached to. Yeah. And like it's because that stuff all has to go. Yeah. And, you know, when we're talking about, like, the question of what do I know, that could easily be replaced by the question of whose thoughts are these? Like, where do these thoughts come from? And a recognition that, like, for me, there was, you know, it's like a deepening process of, like, I, of every, like, the thoughts that go through my head or the opinions or the beliefs or just, like, things that I've like I've been carrying a basket around my whole life and I hear something I'm like oh I like that I'll put that in here oh here's this thing on the ground I'll put that in here and add this thing in like oh I'll take this and maybe like 
tweak it a little bit and then put it in here. But like a realizing that like all of those things, all of those pieces of the identity are things that we've just been amassing from external sources and then taking and internalizing. Yeah, it's kind of a... It's an interesting the 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 process of like of self annihilation. It, it's kind of interesting thinking like or listening to you talk about people taking clips or something or trying to to reaffirm a thing. And the wild thing is like for a long time, even listening to listening to different pieces. And like you said, there was like something in me that was just like, there's something here. But it's interesting, like how long you can listen to something where somebody's laying it, putting it all on the line yeah, for you, true. and you can't hear it because you're still in a place of seeking something to prop up or reaffirm your identity. Yeah. And and there's just like this weird like firewall <laughs> there totally is. over your consciousness <laughs> that doesn't want to like really hear yeah what's what is being transmitted yeah there's like a certain type of filter that like the things that your your conditioning likes and that your identity likes are let through and the other things just bounce right off as though they were never spoken yeah and in that way i think that i'm really grateful for a couple of like very unique perspectives that gave me some straight talk. Yeah. Gave me some straight talk, kind of like a a loving father that was just like, this is going to be good for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you've had enough people trying to kind of like, I don't even know that it's even knowingly, but just like there's a lot of like sweet talk yeah. in the spiritual world. A lot of like, yeah kind of like trying to coax you out and I'm sure that that all has its place you know what I mean like everything has its time and its unique things but having somebody just come in like a rude awakening and be like listen up buttercup yeah like the real work is not soft it's not sweet it's like a fucking it's like a rude awakening you know what I mean and And now that, like, when I think back on that, I'm just like, I thank my lucky stars that I'm like, that I, that I came in contact with something like that, that was just willing to be the bad guy in a moment to, because the ego is thick as fuck. Yeah, it is. Like that firewall is no joke, man. And I would say too, you know, like from personal experience, so like the... One of the specific authors that Henry's talking about, I know, like, when he and I first met, you know, would listen to, he would be playing an audio book, and there was something in me that was just like, I hate this person, like, I don't like this person, Mm. he's egoic and cold-hearted, and there was just something in me, it just, like, really fired me up. But then there was, like, something just underneath it that, like, if I would verbalize something, Henry would be like, okay, I'll turn it off, I would be like, no, I don't want you to turn it, there was, like, something in me under the surface that that knew that there was something to that and then like once my process my negation process really started there was something in me that was that kind of like came up that was like go back to that Mm. and I listened to it again and I was like 
Oh. <laughs> oh. So I would encourage you, like, if if there's something in a teaching or a book or what you know, something spiritual that you hear and it fires you up, that's a pointer. Yeah. That's a place where you're caught where they're that's maybe, like maybe maybe yeah. but it's it's an opportunity for you to it's an opening and an opportunity to dive in and really ask yourself some like serious yeah. questions and like potentially do some digging yeah and i think that there uh, this can be equal sides you know what i mean like a a lot of people tend to be set up you know heavily in like maybe more of like a mental and so, like, the heart piece hasn't, like, that may be something that, that they need. You're going to have to do all parts of this journey. But, like, let's say that you are maybe way more heart-centered than what what would be the most beneficial to you when the, when the killing time comes. Yeah. Is somebody that is willing to basically go in and assault. Yeah. Because this thing is... It's a fucking confrontation, man. Yeah. Like, you're you're essentially... You're you're charting into territory that very few people throughout humanity have ever even ventured into. Like non existence is no fucking joke. You know what I mean? Like to 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 go into the, the dark, scary spots and I I know a lot of people have encountered these places, like whether it be meditation or psychedelic medicine, where you basically like stumble into dark scary waters and you're just like okay that's too close oh shit you're like oh shit you know what i mean and typically the ego's response the mind's response is going to be backpedal as fast as you can Mm -hmm. but having some something or someone there to basically to let you know that that's where the work lies like yeah. that's where the like the real the surrender begins yeah and and uh yeah it's not it's not all like soft no no it's definitely not soft and i think like yeah for me you know i would before this process started i think you know well i don't know i don't i don't label myself really in this way anymore but before this process started i definitely considered myself very much like heart-centered and mm-hmm. so like having when it came time for that negation that like ferocious like killing and like uprooting of things having something that was no bullshit was so imperative for me yeah and it like really kind of shook me out of that like oh this this is a no bullshit process like this process is not this uprooting is not like a soft gushy process and i needed something that was not soft and gushy at that time yeah, I think like everybody's like every process and every person's set up differently and each process is so nuanced, but you're kind of like circling back to the question of what do you know? There's um it's actually the same author that has kind of coined the phrase spiritual autolysis and it's like this process of essentially uh, as part of the negation process writing until you can write something that's true. Yeah, and that's I like a very that. personal. Yeah. It's a very personal koan. You know, it's like a it's a very wise means of giving the mind a task of unearthing 
something that is underneath itself. Yeah. Very yeah. skillful means. Yeah, and it's, um, you know, I think a mind like in a fractured state could hear something like that and be like, oh, well, that's easy. Cause you could start an exercise. You could start an exercise like that in a place of like, I know that I'm sitting in this chair or that this chair exists. If you, if you just take a moment to dig down into that, it's like, it's okay. How do you know this chair exists? What is this chair made of? Okay. It's made of, oh, it's made of atoms. What are those made of? What are those made of? What are those made of? And you quickly realize that the answer to every question is another question. So there is no answer. Like you will never be able to write the truth. Mm-hmm. And so like that's the perfection of that koan. And, you know, it's... So something that we could say to... But is, you will do something... Like, don't let your mind be like, oh, there's no answer. Yeah, so don't do anything. That's not the invitation. Yeah. Like, the invitation is that there's there's an unearthing process yeah. that happens through open questions. Yep. And it's a digging, unearthing, unearthing, unearthing. Yeah, and it's the same thing, you know, we could, that question, what do I know, or like, could easily be also, like, whose thoughts are these, could easily be, who am I? And even, like, the question, who am I, I think a mind would easily say... You know, two things that could come to mind are like, well, my thoughts, like I am my intellect. Mm. And, but if, so let's say that, you know, it's easy to prop up and say like, I'm my thoughts. If, especially if you're an intellectual person and especially the thoughts that you have the discernment to speak or the thoughts that, you know, make you special in some way, maybe they like have given you your opportunities in life because you're an intellectual person or prop you up at your job or whatever it is. But say that all of your thoughts, all of them, were suddenly broadcast on a loudspeaker for everybody who was walking down the street and everybody you came in contact with to hear. Then all of a sudden I would imagine that like there would suddenly be a distancing of like, oh, I'm not those thoughts. I'm not those thoughts. But like this process is, you can't have that you know, that level of, you can't like choose which thoughts you are. It's like, if you're, you know, like if you're, if you say that you're your thoughts, then you're all of them. Yeah. Not just the the fluffy ones that you like and that you cherish and that make you feel good. It's like all of them. So I think quickly, if we're really, if there's an honesty, a deep level of honesty, it's easy to see that like, okay, well, I'm something deeper than my thoughts. So then what, what's deeper, you know, just like continuing that digging process yeah. too. Or, you know, it's something that might come up in a mind is like, oh, well, I'm my body. But then it's which, which version of your body? Are you the version that is sitting here now? The version that was here 10 years ago? The version that will be here? Are you the parts of your body that are annihilating and like murdering other parts of your body to keep it functioning? Are you the parts of your body that that you like are you not the parts that you don't like are you the whatever it is you know yeah it's like all of it so it's it's like bringing a sword of discernment into a process and using that as an opportunity to dig into something and to begin to yeah to like unearth what is false mm-hmm. like to dig up what is false yeah and that's what negation means. It's like negating negating the false to find 
what is fundamental, what's prior most to everything. And it's, it's very simple. Like when you get, when you get beyond all of the, the, the bullshit that you call yourself or your beliefs and these different things that you have accumulated that create an identity structure. When you get beyond those things, there's something that has always been here. Yeah. And will always be there. Yeah. And it's it's singular. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there is something essence-wise beneath all of the, the chatter and all of these different things. There's something there. And that's what the invitation is. But typically, you got to do some digging to get down low enough underneath to where you can be like, ah, yeah, I see. Yeah. And that like understanding is like an embodied understanding because it's easy to have like an intellectual understanding of like, well, I know that I am. But it's like, it, unless that drops down into the body, it's just an intellectual understanding and it really doesn't, doesn't mean a whole lot. And it's easy, I think, to get caught or to like spin in circles within an intellectual understanding. Like, you, you know, you might hear, hear something spirit, like in spiritual circles and be like, oh, okay, like conceptually I know, I know what that means. I know that I am. Yeah. I conceptually know that I'm not my beliefs. Right. But you're still caught as fuck yeah. in your beliefs. And so, like, what good does that intellectual understanding really do if what you're ultimately seeking is to know what's true? Yeah. It's like, it really doesn't do... Give, yeah, do it basically takes good. you about as far as Descartes went with, I think, therefore I am. Yeah. And there's another level to that one. Basically, like, a flip-flop of that whole scenario. Yeah. So... Yeah, so all of this is really just like an invitation to find out for yourself what do I really know? Whose thoughts are these? Who am I? What's true? Yeah. Like, that's really what it is. Yep. And, yeah. I don't know that I have anything else. Do you have anything Yeah, else? that's good. Um, I want to end with that same quote just because it's awesome. Don Miguel is a badass. <laughs> All the things you've learned in school and everything you think you understand about life comes from knowledge, and it isn't true. See you next time. Adios.